Stephen McGarvey podcast. Here, one of the things that we talk to people about is that what enables us to differentiate ourselves is the ability to give others the experience of being understood. Your brain is an association machine. It connects things together. Mind is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, my wife worked at the husband that she loved. You're always walking around with a smile, so you must enjoy yeah. what you do. Oh yes, I really enjoy, I really enjoy it. Now here's your host, Stephen McGarvey. Welcome back to another Stephen McGarvey podcast. Today we have the privilege of sitting and having conversation with Luca Di Matteo. Now, Luca, you're first off. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation with you're us. You're welcome. You got to be the busiest guy. You run the biggest department on the ship. Tell the audience a little bit about what your role is as hotel director. Well, thank you first of all for having me. Uh, I'm Luca Di Matteo. I'm the hotel director on the Seabon Sojourn uh, at the moment. Uh, I'm in charge of the biggest department on the ship, is uh, 267 amazing crew members, uh, everything to do with the hotel, from the restaurants, bars, uh, housekeeping, uh, entertainment, casinos, past staff, uh, chefs, uh, all back of the house personnel, everything to make guests smile on the face, and every crew member who works for that is, uh, I'm in charge of that. Excellent. And I noticed the crew seem very happy. I mean, every crew member is walking around with a smile. Yeah. They know the passengers' names. We've covered that uh, with a couple other conversations. It, it just amazes us how great the customer service is on here. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, um, the main secret for that, I think, is... Um, you know, the same way I'm talking to you at the moment, which you are a very valuable uh, and valued guest, is the same way I will talk with any crew member. Uh, everything that you see front of the house is a reflection of what we do back of the house. We we actually very, very close to each other. Uh, we, we we call the Simon family, which, you know, it might, it might look like a stereotype or something that everybody does, but we really, really care about each other in a... In a very familiar way, um, it's very very important to. Uh, since the size of the ship is very small, uh, we don't tend to distinguish too much between ranks. Of course, you know I have four stripes, hotel director. I'm I'm a bit more intimidating than somebody else. However, with my type of approach, uh, back of the house, everybody knows that I'm a very uh, reasonable person and. Uh, uh, approachable and uh, if there is a challenge they will come to me and uh, we'll talk about each other we try to solve uh, each other issues you know and there is many many uh, little things that we can do uh, as manager from a management point of view to make our f uh, crew member feel visible and um, the crew members today they want to feel uh, uh, that they are contributing to the guest satisfaction even the one not necessarily the front of the house you know talking about the dishwasher, I'm talking about the pot washer, I'm talking about the person who drives the tender, I'm talking about uh, an engineer in the, in the engine room. The secret is to go to them, look in their eyes, and make them feel visible and valuable. And uh, it's very easy because they're amazing. It's very easy because yeah. they're amazing. And, and I saw an example of that. Natalie and I were having lunch, and you and the captain yeah. walked up to one of the waiters yeah. and said, uh, you know, congratulations on your important day or something along that line, yeah. and handed him an envelope. It was a birthday. It was a birthday. So basically, basically, this is something that we started uh, a while ago. I, I, I had this, uh, this opportunity because, uh, you know, we receive a message from our crew person, and uh, our crew person say, oh, tomorrow is uh, such and such birthday, or crew member, and they give us a birthday card. Usually this card was given to the head of department, uh, like a maitre d' for the waiters, the chef for the chefs. But then I talk with Capita and say, Capita, what if we, me and you go around and give it to them? And you know, <laughs> you should see the face of the crew <laughs> members because, you know, they are 
first of all, they're intimidated. Oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> and then they, some of them are very fast, so they, they understand that it's yeah. the bird. And then when they receive it from the captain hands, is uh, my hands is like it's like the biggest smile, and they're really really flattered. And they, it, it makes lots of sense to do it personally. We're such a small ship. Even if it will be big, I will do it on a big ship as well. It, it, it's something that uh, minimum minimum can be done from us. Yeah. It's one of those small gestures that means a lot when yeah. two of the highest ranking people on the ship take the time out of their busy days to actually go and have a personal conversation and you know yeah. wish them the best on their birthday. Yeah, and you know there is some crew members who don't want to be recognized. Some some crew members say, "Oh, it's my birthday, but I don't want to know." Yeah. So we just go a bit more discreetly. You know, we say, "Look, I know you don't want to be recognized, but really, it's your birthday. Have a great day." And from Captain and me, they're okay. You yeah. know. Yeah, no, we, we noticed that right away, and we thought it's such a special thing oh, to you. just it's those little things that make the difference, that make people feel engaged, that contribute to the overall culture, and that, that sense of engagement that yeah. is clear on Seaboard. For me, it's very easy because I come from, um, I come from um, the small ships. I mean, this is now is considered a small ship, but uh, when I say the small ships, it's the pride, the spirit, and legend. When the, it was the yachts of Seaboard, yeah. it was 200 guests, and we have 197 crew members. And, um, you know, it was half size of this one and uh, it was very intimate uh, way to work and uh, everything, everything was shut happened to the crew members. Uh, it was on our radar and we always took care of each other, like friends, like really friends. And this space off. There is nothing more important to make sure that the crew is happy, but not just by, uh, you know, give them fake stuff. Or, uh, food is very important, of course. Crew food is very important. Yeah. But, but more than that they need to know that they are visible and they need to know that they are valuable and they are so yeah. it's very natural for uh, to have this kind of approach towards them well it's interesting that you say that because we and hopefully it's okay to talk about it we found out that you actually have a crew fund yes and uh, so we have a crew welfare yeah we call it the crew splash program uh, and yeah. how does that work and what's so we found out about it we contributed to it just uh, yeah. as an aside because we were so impressed with the way the crew treat everybody and when we heard there's this fund that goes to various crew yes. things yeah so tell us a bit about so that. the uh, this is a non-tipping ship so basically uh, we uh, the crew members don't accept tips unless of course the guests insist and uh, the the first the first uh, reaction from every crew member should be no thank you this is not necessarily uh, it's really appreciated but not necessarily then 90% of the crew members really uh, or the guests so really really insist and say look come on you're so good so then it's okay to accept it yeah. but the first reaction is that what we always encourage the guests is they really want to uh, tip uh, or recognize some crew members and some of them say I don't know to tip because they're all so good they say oh you know we have a crew welfare fund which is basically a kind of a tipping box that all the guests can go to guest services in Seaborn Square they donate some money from their account a message gets shared by by all social users uh, by on uh, on the internet and this money are utilized for various things so we could utilize this money for uh, uh, buying a, buying a, a pool table in the crew bar, buying a crew bicycle, making a party, uh, uh, buying uh, football shirts for the football team. Uh, uh, everything which is got to do with crew welfare is uh, founded by by the guests. Yeah. And uh, this is, I mean, I don't know if you know, in Cape Town, there is. Uh, uh, just now, on the 12th of, uh, of February, we had the Diamond Elite Burger. So we have, we have three guests, very six guests, very, very loyal with us, and they wanted to contribute to the crew welfare. So 
I told them, look, Mr. Uh, whatever, I don't say the name. Uh, why don't we, I, I, I knew somebody in Cape Town which yeah. was owning a food truck. Yeah. So I say, why instead then just give him money and then we make the usual party for the crew. I call these two ex-employees from Seaborn. Yeah. They will come with the food truck on the pier side they will give us the massive burger, it was 16 centimeter burgers, and every crew member will come on the pier side and uh, benefit for them. Yeah. So they say, oh, that's a great idea. So I arranged that, and then uh, there was 360, we c I call it Diamond Elite Burger, because it was massive <laughs> burger. A uh, captain came down, I came down, all the crew members were eating with the guests this, this, uh, this burger, all sponsorized and uh, funded by, by the, the guests, and that was amazing, you should see, you know, there was the pot washer uh, with a big burger, which he never get guest satisfaction or guest recognition, and he was like uh, really flattered to have this burger, and yeah. then the guests were next to him. So uh, it's all about this. It's all about uh, crew welfare. Uh, the splash program is very, uh, very. It's all about the crew members uh, nowadays. You know, when I used to work 20 years ago, I came on the ship. They gave me my uniform, said, "Go on the floor and work. <laughs> do it and do it." otherwise you don't work here you know so <laughs> I learn <laughs> I learn on the floor nowadays generation is a bit different it's not just about work it's about traveling it's about welfare and it's about uh, keep them busy uh, with activities on board so the splash program is divided in four four areas one is uh, educational so we have like uh, uh, language courses guitar courses one is about destination so we have crew tours everything one is about uh, fitness uh, which is basically crew sauna, crew gym, and crew welfare. And one is about all uh, leisure and everything. So it's uh, it's all uh, managed by the human resource manager. I don't know if you met him already, Bobby from Scotland. And um, we have a splash calendar. We call it splash calendar, which is, it shows all the activities that we do during the months for the crew. You know, it can be crew movie, crew party, uh, a crew tour, uh, special food in the crew mess, everything, and it's all sponsorized by the, by the Splash Fans. It, it's funny because I, I tend to be more skeptical of things like that by nature, yeah. and I always wonder, especially on the bigger ships, if any of that money ever gets to the right place, yeah. to the crew. No, no, no. And on here, um, we controlled. were assured that it's very controlled. Yes. We so got a letter from the purser, in fact, signed by the captain and the purser, thanking us for the contribution, yes. and we had crew members the day after approaching. Thanking, approaching us and thanking us. Well, and also um, we have a, a crew uh, committee, crew splash committee. So every month they meet uh, in the restaurant. It's yeah. like 20 crew members. No managers are allowed. So like waiter, a chef, a stewardess, yeah. all uh, the chairman is the HR manager and they decide what to do the next month. Yeah. So once they approve, this is the events done because yeah. they are representative for each department, yeah. you know. And we didn't want the manager to decide, but we want the crew to bring up their ideas. Sometimes it it's a bit difficult because some of the crew just they want everything on a silver platter. So, yeah. but we encourage them to, you know, to just come on, guys. Yeah. You're young. What do you like? Oh, I like to go. Mm, bungee jumping, okay, bungee yeah. jumping would be, you know. Oh, we heard fantastic things about it. We didn't even know it existed until we were on board. And then when we were on board, a couple of people said, oh, they have, they take care of the crew really well. They even have a crew fund. And we're like, what's that? Yeah. And so when we heard about it, um, then we decided before investing in this and, and contributing to it, we're going to ask some of the crew what they think of it. Yeah. And so we asked some of the crew and they said, oh, it's the best thing. It's well managed. They told us about the committee yeah. and how it all gets run. And that's it, fantastic. You know, oh, uh, at times it, it becomes, you know, the generation, uh, one of the biggest challenges in my job, 
is managing generations. Okay, so I was uh, uh, I have four kids, very young. So what are the ages? Ten, like? ten, nine, seven, five, and two. Nine, seven, three five boys and, two. and little girl, two years old. So at the moment they are not in the teenager age yet. So I'm safe so far, uh, but. Um, when I can make, I was working in the corporate office. So I start, I start as a waiter in uh, 2000 uh, on the small ships and I made my way up to food and beverage manager. And then uh, before opening the Odyssey Sojourn and uh, Quest class ship, I was asked to join the corporate office to be in charge of the service and the food and beverage. And uh, I worked seven years in the corporate office in this position. And then I, I felt not happy uh, for various reasons, main reason because I hate computers and I hate reports and I ha hate uh, slow. I, I need to have a, uh, satisfaction immediate. So I decided with my wife, when she was pregnant for the fall girl, to come back on board. <laughs> and uh, and uh, because she was seeing me as well, uh, you know, changing yeah. in uh, not in a bad way, but it was, I was. I was not happy, I was not myself, you know, I always shine, when I used to do my corporate visit and uh, quality visit on board, when I would come back on board, I she would see me, the old Luca, you know, like the one <laughs> happy. So I realized that uh, my father told me many times, just do what you like. I mean, it doesn't matter if you wash the floor or you are the president of the United States, as long you enjoy what to do, Luca, that's the only tip I can give you. And he was right, because even though it's very difficult to be away from the family, in this position, uh, I have a very good contract. I, I do three months on board and three months off the ship. So basically six months a year, oh, wow. I can dedicate myself 100% to the family and it's 100% uh, quality time and it's not iPhone, corporate office, it's not uh, emailing, it's not uh, meetings and everything. So I'm actually much more present uh, not just physically, but also mentally. Well, th this is interesting that you say that because I know a lot of executives at home, yeah. and a lot of executives you think they have these no, great no, jobs nine impossible. to five, but they're working nine seven a.m. till ten p.m. Correct, and they have less quality time with the family yeah. than so you got three months on, three months, three months off, off. So three six months, months, months six months I'm that's, with them one hundred percent, and that was the main reason. It's very tight. It's, I mean, nowadays it's much easier with Facebook and uh, uh, WhatsApp, uh, FaceTime. Yeah. You know, I can see them now. If I want to see them, I can see them now. I, I imagine how difficult it is for, uh, you know, in the past. But uh, we, we took this decision. It's paying off a lot because, first of all, I'm back the look I know. Uh, my wife got the husband that she loved. You're always walking around with a smile, so you must enjoy yeah. what you do. Oh, oh, yes, I really enjoy I really enjoy it. But I was telling you, so one of the biggest challenges when I came back was, of course, adapting myself to the, to the crew and uh, the change of generation. Because, you know, the first months I want, I wanted to change the world, you know, with my energy and say, oh my God, this is not the way it's supposed to be. But then I realized that there is no, no other way around. It's up to me to adapt to them and understand the way they think. Otherwise, I would never be successful. So my style has always been the same. Look in the employee eyes and tell them where to improve and tell them what they're doing right and where I think they need to improve. That is not change. Is the tone. <laughs> and the way to say that it needs to change nowadays, because otherwise they won't receive it very well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's less of a dictatorship, and you've got to yeah. It's it's more like it's more like look. Let me show you the way, because this is the correct way. Are you enjoying what you're doing? Let me know if you are not doing. It. It's a bit more time consuming, but it pays off. Yeah, it pays off because actually, this generation loved training. 
they like to be trained. They want to have the manager approaching them and show them the way. They want to have an example. Uh, training is not considered no more, uh, I would say, a pain, something annoying. Yeah. But training is considered, yes, give me, give me to me. So I noticed that straight away. And uh, uh, the difficult part for me is to show the manager, the direct people who report to me, that training is a pleasure for the crew. Because, you know, training takes lots of time for the management to do. And... Uh, we do training all the day, constantly, because there's only one way to keep this level up and to keep the crew morale up and to keep consistency, is to keep training and training and training. We have lots of uh, 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 crew change in, uh, in, uh, in any port, you know, like every 15 days, 20 days, we have 20, 30 crew members leaving and 20, 30 crew members coming. And sometimes it's even more than that. So uh, by keep the training up, we keep the level of, uh, of uh, service up yeah, it remains right. consistent consistent yeah. yeah it needs to be consistent yeah. if you have a big change you will notice as a guest you will notice the first two days three yeah. things things don't go the right way then we'll catch up so well, it's interesting that you say that because we were we're on for five months as yeah. you know and uh, when we notice some of the changes at the first you know yeah stop or first changeover we were going okay are we going to notice a difference is it going to be smooth is yeah. it going to and we were pleasantly surprised it was just seamless it was yeah. just a smooth transition oh, thank you thank you uh, you know in the long cruises big changes you will notice when for example a cabin stewardess change if we if you have somebody that you get affectionate to and then needs to go to vacation oh my god I miss my leader or a bar attender yeah. bar attender can be actually big change of course cruise director you know to be honest captain hotel director uh, they can change because you know you guys deal a lot with the crew front of the house yeah. chef don't touch the chef don't touch the cruise director, you know. So that's uh, that's thing that uh, that have been, especially in world cruises. Yeah. Uh, well, we were. I have to say, we were disappointed when Andre was leaving yes. because we yes. just we got to know him in such a short period of time. Yeah. And he's just he's such tired. a genuine, sincere, amazing person. Correct. And we were happy that he got a promotion. And at the yes. same time, we were sorry to see him leave. We wanted him to stay till the end until we yeah. were leaving. <laughs> I know. Well, he was planning. He was planning to do the entire full world cruise, and there was actually I find out only on the 3rd of January in the Mandarin Hotel yeah. that he was not going to do for two. So, you know, and uh, in the past I would have cried, but now I smile and say, okay, yeah. <laughs> show must go. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Jimmy's fantastic as well. Jimmy's a different style, Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned you had to learn how they think different, the younger generation, yes. the younger people. What are some of those distinctions that you've made? How do they think differently? How have you adapted uh, how you interact pa with patient, them? Patients, uh, they're less patient. They want everything now, soon, and uh, it's already too late. You know, they want a promotion. They want a promotion. They are eager to grow up, and they think they can do it. And uh, I, I, I'm very good in spotting talents. And uh, whenever I spot somebody which has got the quality, I will talk with them, and I will tell them, "Look, you are amazing, and everything like this." And so, so they give me promotion. So we have a very good system actually with the with the main office. When we individuate the candidate that is ready for promotion, uh, we call it succession plan. So we uh, put the crew member on a succession plan. This crew member will go under some training, uh, uh, various type of training with our learning and development manager. Then we send the plan to the office. The corporate manager in the office will approve or no. Only once it's approved, we go back to the crew member and say, congratulations, uh, uh, you'll be spotted. 
I'm very, very skeptical in giving promotion uh, very fast. Uh, not because they don't deserve it, it's because it's a very difficult job. Uh, middle management, going from uh, from a waiter to a system D, from a steward to assistant housekeeper, from a singer to assistant cruise director, from a, a receptionist to a guest service supervisor, the middle management is definitely the most most difficult job we have on board because they are in between. I call them sometimes I call them in purgatory. You know, purgatory. So they are not in hell. They are not in paradise. They are in between, which is they are stuck between supervisors, crew, and guests, and they keep <laughs> smiling. You know, so it's the kind of things that is like you make two steps back to wait one day to make a step forward. So the generation nowadays coming back to the subject is extremely impatient. They expect to have the best of their manager. The manager needs to be impeccable. If you do something wrong or you say something the wrong way, they will tell you. They are not ashamed to tell you. On Seabon especially, we are really, really lucky because we have lots of uh, front of the house crew, which is uh, European or South African or uh, South American. So uh, in other cruise lines, most of the front of the crews is Asian and nothing wrong with that, but they are quite similar the way they interact with the guests and the story is very similar. While having uh, different nationalities with the guests, it makes the crew member much more outspoken. Some of them are, uh, have degrees and everything, they are very, very uh, knowledgeable, you know. So uh, that's the secret from Seabot, you know. I, I must admit we are, we are excellent in uh, food and beverage and the ships look amazing and everything. But nowadays, competitors have that, you know. Good wine is on uh, Silver Sea, Crystal, uh, Oceania and Regent. Uh, good food is over there, uh, the ships look beautiful over there, but they don't have the Seabot crew, they don't have us. Yeah. And uh, they don't have our crew, the way they didn't react, the, the way that they uh, react to challenges, the, the, way, the way that they predict the guest expectations, the kind of spontaneous, genuine approach to guest service, and sometimes, you know, very funny or sometimes, but it's unique. And uh, that's the things that distinguish Seabot from everything else, by, by far. And that's why we take care of the crew so much. That's why we And they, they seem happy to stay here. It yeah. seems like you have less turnover than a lot of those other ships yeah. where people come and go or they move around a lot. Yeah. You seem to have people that, that are here time and time again when we return and, and guests get to know them. And it it's truly yeah. is the Seaborn family. It is the Seaborn family, you're right. And you know, sometimes uh, there is kind of internal competition between sh vessels, you know, like the Seaborn Quest crew wants to stay with the Seabon Quest, yeah. the Seabon Odyssey, the Seabon Ovation, you know, because basically you get attached to your ship, you get attached to your management, to your guests, you know, and uh, the Seabon Sojourn has always been uh, uh, long voyage cruises. So the majority of the club members, the Diamond Elite, Diamond members, uh, they come here. So in terms of service and uh, challenges, the Seabon crew on the Sojourn is the one more more uh, attentive to details. You know, we have uh, less uh, first timers guests that they come here the first time that they uh, and in the in the summer now uh, sorry in the winter it got it does long voyages like now the world cruise. Now we are going to Alaska. Alaska as well is also very particular because there we get lots of first timers guests Americans. So 
the switch between guest clientele is also something that it needs to be considered a lot. Yeah, interesting. Now let's go back for a second. You mentioned that you're good at spotting talent. Yes. What is it that you look for? How do you recognize it? What, what stands out to you as being someone that's going to be part of that succession planning and move up through? Yes, well, uh, body language. Uh, body language is uh, something that tells you a lot about the education of the crew member, uh, which hotel they were working before coming on the ship, uh, their way to speak to a guest, and their attitude and uh, the smile on the face it tell me everything in uh, in uh, in 10 minutes of course things change so, you know i'm not 100% always right and but uh, the guts feeling the kind of genuine approach and the way that they conversate with the guest allow me to see oh wow this guy is going to go far one classical example is for example i don't know if you met him oguts yes oguts <laughs> oguts is very difficult to see Oguts is very difficult to see him as a supervisor at the moment because he's incredible. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, 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 so let me rephrase. So at the moment, he's definitely not up for promotion. But you must admit that characters like Tim and his genuine love. He's a character. Character like this. However, this is what I like. I know how to make him a manager. And I'm going to invest all my knowledge with all the t support of the team yeah. to make sure that we're making a bit more structure, yeah. to communicate a bit more slowly, to listen a bit more to the guest. You know, because he does we, we, we told him he should be on Seinfeld. He's like a comedian. He's, he's incredible. And yeah, you're right, he doesn't listen. You know, to be honest, I know, I know that I should not say like, when I'm in a bad mood because something is not, not the right way, yeah. I go to the colonel just to stay five minutes next to him. And he regenerates me. It's <laughs> he, like, like a cue, you yeah. know, because... And he doesn't do... Uh, the best part of it that he does, he does it spontaneously. That's him. That yeah. He's not staged, you know. Yeah. And that's, why just his that's why I'm on the ship. Because, uh, on the ship, on this company, because every day you will meet uh, no goods somebody which makes your day smile you know sometimes i go in the crew elevator on back of the house and i just go in the crew elevator uh, for five minutes up and down yeah. because i meet so many crew in there and everybody tell you the story in the, you know usually the elevator is a place that you don't talk too much <laughs> but i noticed that that is a very good way to go you know it's, it's fantastic for me because i have my own techniques to to go into the the crew uh, you know, to let them talk, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, but Oguts is one in a million because uh, even though if at the moment he's not ready to be a supervisor and maybe will take one year or two, I know he will get there because with this passion, with this attitude and with his guest service orientated mentality, yeah. the only thing you need to teach him is how to, you know, to make a report on the computer, how to be structured, how to listen more to the guest, how to act fast. And these things are trainable. What you cannot train is the personality. Yeah. Personality is impossible. Yeah. And it, it sounds like what you're looking for is that extroverted, people-oriented person. The extra mile. Uh, it's, um, you know, we, we make a decision in the company long, uh, two, three years ago, since there is so many competitors around, that it's extremely impossible now to get just qualified crew member from every hotel, five star in the world, because everybody's recruiting from them. So of course, who work for Cibo needs to have work at least two years for qualified hotel. However, we are looking for characters. We are looking for personality. We are looking for genuine, kind people. Then we can train them on board. We can get them ready on board. It's much more difficult for the middle management, like I was saying, yeah. because before they used to come trained already, and then 
we adapt them to the service immediately. Now, sometimes they don't have the uh, training background from five, six stars hotel. However, they have the personality and they have the good attitude. And then we can, we can take care of them. And if you start with that foundation, the rest, it sounds like you can build on. Correct. You and and sorry to interrupt you, it's also very important to come on the ship as a first timer in a happy environment. So, like you say, if the environment is happy, the crew member who comes on board will feel welcome and will absorb immediately the kind of attitude. Yeah. At times it happens that the environment is not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, Capitan and I spot it straight away. Uh, we have a few, you know, there is some bad apples sometimes and recognizing bad apples and uh, making sure that uh, we train them and if the training is not responsive to reach certain standards, they need to leave the company because, uh, you know, two or three bad apples can be very dangerous for, yeah. the, for an happy environment. Yeah. It's interesting because you talk about corporate culture on land within organizations and, and companies. Yeah. And the culture on here is so evident. As passengers, we see it right away. And that whole Seaborn family attitude really yeah. comes across. Yes. So congratulations to you guys because on a ship, in you know, for the most part, you're, you're in the ocean a lot. Yeah. It's a contained environment. So any of those things, my guess, would be magnified. So if you have a bad apple, uh, that oh, yeah. bad apple is going to become more obvious more quickly. Yes, and also, you know, sometimes the bad apple, one other thing, sometimes the bad apples are not bad apples. Is the reason why they are bad apples. And for me, if I see somebody not smiling, I know something is wrong. It could be his girlfriend, it could be his boyfriend, it could be his dog, it could be his mother, it could be his manager, it could be the crewmates' food, it could be anything. But if you're not smiling, I talk to you and I say, tell me what's wrong. And that's important. If they don't have the attitude straight away, oh, no, boss, everything okay. I know it's not us. But it, for me, it's very, very important because each crew member not smiling is a sign that we're doing something not right. I know it's impossible to have everybody smiling at all time, you know, because that would be yeah. impossible. But it's, it's extremely important to recognize, and I encourage my managers a lot to talk with the crew, you know, to have unofficial talks. You know, unofficial talk is much more important than just a meeting. Oh, just to let you know, you're doing good in this, you're amazing that, however, you need to improve. That's quite official, and it's like kind of a uh, plan to make sure that your strength get recognized and your uh, your, your weakness gets strength. But the unofficial talk on the spot, coaching on the spot, on the floor, is much more important than anything else nowadays. Yeah, that live feedback, that live the interaction. Live feedback, wow, the way you were serving the coffee today to Mr. McGarvey, it was incredible. Please keep doing that. At the same time, please make sure that when a guest is talking to you, look in their eyes, yeah. don't put their down because, you know, no, I don't mean, no, I know you didn't mean it, but just remember always to smile and look at it, you know. Yeah. That's very important. That's will go much more far away than half an hour in the classroom or looking at the screen. Well, it, it's interesting. We were up at uh, lunch one day, and the gentleman up there, Christian, one of the waiters, yeah. and there was another guy that works with him. Yeah. And I heard him just, I was sitting over by the serving station, and I heard him out of the, the side of my head with my ear. I heard him say, uh, that was really well done. Keep up the good work. Yeah. And, and I thought, that's so nice to hear uh, someone supporting someone like that, that, yeah. that reports to them. And I don't know if the, the other guy was new or what the it's situation was. It's interesting you, yeah, it's interesting you say because on the cruise line industry, Pricing is always being put on a second, um, how you say, second level. Yeah. Uh, 
is always looking at way to improve. So always looking at way to improve, it can come across in a negative way to the employees. Yeah, you're so always finding the fault and pointing out what exactly, needs to be improved. Because you know, we are perfect. We, we are civil. We want to be perfect and everything. So yeah. it becomes very. However, at the moment we are talking, there is 300 crew members doing 200,000 things right. Who's telling them that? Yeah, that's the secret. Yeah. Go there and tell them what you do right. Don't just tell them what you do wrong because yeah. it will be unfair. Yeah. It's unfair and becomes really, really demotivating. Now, this culture, it's the secret, but it needs to be emphasized by everybody. And the, and the feedback needs to be genuine from the manager to the crew. Yeah. It cannot just be like, oh, you're very good. Be specific. Yeah. Just look in the crew member eyes, let them know. This will go a long way, much more than anything else, much more than the birthday card for the, we were talking about yeah. me and Capita, because they want to know what they're doing right and they don't want to know it from the management. Not just, oh, make sure this is correct, this is fine, oh, this is not the right way, this is, it's about praising the customer. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I went to Christian and I actually said, Christian, it's so nice to hear somebody um, encouraging, uh, yeah. you know, somebody that works for them that's a bit more junior. And he said, oh, it's part of the culture, it's part of the way we do things at Seaborn. And it, it, it comes across, so it starts at the top with you and the captain, yeah. and it's obvious that it works its way all the way down. Still, so. still with room for improvement. You see, now I'm all, I'm all <laughs> going negative again. But still there is room for improvement because... It cannot just. It needs. It needs to be much spread out, even between colleagues. You know, that's that's. I didn't reach. We didn't re reach it yet on Seaboard, but it would be nice if a stewardess tell another stewardess how good job she did. You know, between colleagues, sometimes it's yeah. even more effective. A waiter to another waiter, a chef to another chef. Management, of course, they need to do the culture. But eventually, I would like to have the crew members by themselves supporting each other. That's that's just feed the positiveness. You know? And so it, it sounds like you did a, a little bit of a stint on land for a while. You discovered that that wasn't quite you, and yes. now you're back on board, and you've got that smile on your face, and you're enjoying, you, as you said, the old Luca is back. Yes, and, and the real Luca. The, the real, real Luca, Luca is I mean, back. The real older Luca. I'm older than <laughs> And you've got three months on, three months off, et cetera. So you've got yes. like a solid six months out of the year Correct. to really the focus. Now, sorry, sorry to the, the work cruise now is a bit different. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving now in five days. And uh, Teresa is coming uh, to replace me, a uh, fantastic hotel director. You, you will meet her, she's incredible. Yeah. But then I come back in um, Bali to close the World Cruise. So the World Cruise, we didn't do three months and three months because right. I wanted to open it up and close it. Yeah. Yeah, like this. Good. So you're coming back to see us before we get off. That's oh, yeah, fantastic. For sure, for sure, for sure. Good news. Well, listen, I could talk to you all day long, and out of respect for your time, I promise you we keep this to about a half an hour, and we're there. So thank you so much. Enjoy your time off I would with like your family. I'd like also to say one thing if I can. Uh, I'm also very, very lucky because be working in the corporate office allowed me to see uh, the 360 uh, degree of the job. And uh, we say always team together, team apart. And uh, working in the corporate office is extremely difficult, you know. And there is still a bit of distance between the ship and the corporate office because, you know, sometimes the ships think oh my God, what are they doing there? They're so slow to reply. Yeah. And vice versa, the corporate office sometimes say, oh, the ship should do this and like that. Uh, me, I'm very lucky because, you know, I've been in both shoes and uh, I must admit that the direction the corporate office is going in the last three, four years, we had a, we had a bit of a, of a earthquake, you know, for various reasons, but um, it's extremely important because they are starting to be closer to us, you know. The closer the gap be become between Seattle and the ship, the more successful we will be. So 
to me is very very lucky because whenever I need to call a manager in Seattle he's like my friend you know so I'm also privileged to have work in, in yeah. corporate way. it's not just been uh, I didn't like it it's horrible it's nothing to do with horrible it was fantastic and the people working in the office is incredible it's just that it was not me so yeah. I'm much more happy on board but I, I see the gap reducing if we reduce the gap to smaller it's it's fascinating because listening to you and, and having the experience of being on here numerous times, uh, you, you guys could almost do a, a management course to train other organizations on how to accomplish what you're accomplishing because you're doing it exceptionally well. So thank you again for taking the time to have this conversation well, and enjoy your time off with your family, well deserved, and we look forward to seeing you when you're back on board. Maybe we'll sit down and have another one of these conversations oh, yes, when you come back. And a drink. And Absolutely. We'd love to. <laughs> Very good. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Luca. Bye bye.